Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're good, glad you could join us. Uh, good to be back with you, Corey. <laughs> you couldn't do two things at once there, Tim. You couldn't speak and <laughs> waving the hand. And what was, I, what was I supposed to say? I don't remember. <laughs> We're glad you could join us. Uh, it's good to be with you, Tim. We're here for our regular weekly podcast, uh, some brief ministry updates, um, and then we'll get into the text for the week, which is going to be from the Gospel of John, chapter 14. And so um, ministry updates, we are focusing on spiritual growth this year, having people grow in Christ-likeness, uh, grow in Christ-like love, uh, taking their self-care seriously. So we want to encourage you to grow spiritually, resource you to do that, whether you live near or far, but you're connected with us. How can, how can we grow uh, in Christ likeness this year. To that end, we're offered, offering the spiritual growth guide. Um, yeah. It's a resource that we can get to you. Um, it's 200 pages of great, great material, we think, that will help you grow. It's in a binder format. Ooh, it's blurry, Tim. Move it. Yeah, it's blurry. I don't know why. Huh. There, now it's not blurry. blurry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the spiritual growth guide is available. The spiritual growth guide discussion group on Wednesday nights at 6:30. You can join it by Zoom. So if you live far away and you want to join in, you can join uh, in person. Uh, tonight's topic or this week's topic, depending on when this post, is um, self-care and a Bible study on self-care that helps us kind of understand why it is not selfish to take care of ourselves and how we can use that to glorify God and and do what God has put us on earth to do. So. Um, on top of that, uh, yeah, we just we have Bible reading plans and our ongoing Bible study groups. If you want to to grow in some way in understanding God's will for you or getting into God's truth in Scripture, we want to help you do that. So whether it's a group, a Bible reading plan, or you need a study Bible, just let us know. Comment, email me, Corey at PalouseChurch.org or Tim at PalouseChurch.org, whatever we can do to um, to help you grow and that'd be great um church announcement we do have an annual meeting at the end of the month uh, january 30th in between the worship services in person and online and um, really that's about all the ministry community updates i have tim unless you have something to add i don't think so okay uh, yeah no should We're we good. dive right into the text let's go Okay, get into it. <laughs> um, we are not in our separate domiciles or wherever you are in blurry world uh, because of COVID. I just coughed, so I thought about COVID. I, I we're not sick. We're just gonna. I had some meetings. At, well, we had the same meeting, uh, and so I was at home. You were there, um, but we might be doing some of our podcasts via Zoom uh, during this Omicron time, um, so that uh, Tim and I don't get sick at the same time. Or just sick of each other. Um, so, no chance of that. No. No chance. <laughs> so John 14. Um, man, this is a rich section. What was I doing, Tim? I should have split this up into three sections because we, we, we have 1 through 14, right? Verses 1 through 14. And there yeah. is like heavy hitting truth in John 14, 1 through 14. I mean, I could have just probably preached a lesson on the first verse which is do not let your hearts be troubled trust in god and trust also in me you know how do, what does it mean to trust in god and trust in christ and how is christ related to god the father i mean boom that's a huge topic right there 
uh, but also this huge, huge spiritual fact that God doesn't want us to stay in this attitude or position of trouble, that, that our hearts will be attacked with trouble in this world, but he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. So we want to we want to just step into that truth that Jesus wants to minister to us, help us in the midst of a troubling world and troubling times. That's just line one. That's just verse one. I mean, uh, this section is filled with truth. Not that other parts of the gospel aren't. Uh, John is a rich, dense gospel, of course. But this is the section where Jesus also says he's going to prepare a place for us. And if he's gone to prepare a place for us, he's going to take us to be with him. Uh, you know, I think it's Thomas then asks him, well, how do we know the way to that place? And Jesus says the famous line, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the, to the father, but through me. Wow. Another, I mean, just a heavy duty line that, you know, he is the way to the father. He is the way, the truth and the life. That's a that's a dense, rich verse by itself. Um, so that's in this section. But, uh, you know, uh, then Philip pipes up as Jesus is talking about his relationship to the father and and asks, how can we see the father? Or basically, I think Philip says, can you show us the father? And that'll be enough. OK, that's yeah. paraphrasing Philip. Um, and Jesus tells Philip, well, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, which maybe if you've been a Christian a long time, that's not a mind blowing truth. But for the disciples, that probably went over their head because they didn't understand what we call the Trinity. They didn't fully uh, or, or even really are just beginning to grasp that God, the father and God, the son are equally God with God, the Holy Spirit. And, you know, later on, as John writes this gospel, he fully believes that obviously he, he's the one that chose to start the gospel of John the way he did with in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, right? He knows that Jesus Christ is the eternal word of God. But yet when Jesus was revealing this stuff to him, to them as the disciples, um, I just, right? Uh, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Um, did, did they get that? So that's deep too. Um, uh, and then at the end of the section today, he tells them that if, if they believe in him, that they're going to do the same types of works he has done. And he says this interesting language. He says, even greater works than I have done because he is going to the father, the people he's leaving behind, the disciples and the future disciples, the church are going to do greater works than he has done. What, what could that mean? How can we do greater works than, than Christ, the son of God. And, he, and then he encourages the disciples then and us now, as we read it, that anything we ask in his name, uh, that, that he will give it to us. If it brings glory to the father, this is again, a paraphrase. I encourage you to read verses one through 14 on your own. So a rich um, section, a challenging section, a mind blowing section um, that teaches us about, about faith, uh, about Jesus and his relationship to the Father, uh, about the way to the Father, or the way to everlasting life, and probably much, much more. Um, so, Tim, what is, um, as you read, you know, with all those things in there, is there one big takeaway that you get from this section as you've been processing it this week? <laughs> well, my takeaway is 
not even one that you kind of mentioned, uh, which is interesting, but I've not been able to get out of mind, out of my mind, um, Jesus's response to Philip's question. Um, Philip says to him, Lord, show us the father and it is enough for us, just like you said. But then Jesus says to him, have I been with you so long and still you do not know me, Philip? Um, Oh, <laughs> my was device. that Alexa? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> she says, hmm, I do not know that one. <laughs> That's creepy. So is Alexa listening into the Bible the whole time and she didn't know that? Maybe. You know? Wow. Um, if been... I say Alexa, does your Alexa pipe up? Usually. Oh, wow. Um, okay, back to so So Philip... Philip is asked that question of Jesus, you know, if you, if you'd only show us a father, that would be enough. And Jesus says, have I walked with you? So now I'm paraphrasing. Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me? Um, you know, and they had been walking with Jesus, the disciples have been walking with Jesus for a couple of years. And here as his ministry is coming, his, his, um, you know, earthly ministry is coming towards its end, um, this idea that they could walk with him and not know him uh, has been challenging me. Like, I've been walking with Jesus for a, you know, a long time now. Um, not as long as some, but longer than others. Um, but that question just is kind of hitting me like, have I been walking with him and I still don't know him? Um, and I feel well, I was, was even saying in our group, our uh, pastor's group or whatever, <laughs> our leadership learning community group, you know, just that I've had this sense for, I guess, a couple of years now, even in the pandemic, that I wonder, do I, does the church really know Jesus? And then are we living the way he's called us to live? I mean, in the last section, he's like, just as I have loved you, you need to love one another. And this is how the, this is how the world will know that you're my disciples. If you love one another, and it's like, they didn't get it. And they're right there. Um, we've got 2000 years of additional knowledge experience uh, with, with Jesus. And there's a real danger. I think um, that we're walking and we don't really know who he is. Um, and then he lays it out for him while well, I and the father are one. And as you mentioned, that goes over their head and uh, it would have gone over our heads too in the time. And um, I think, and, but it's just been a challenging word for me out of this section today. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I think that's super important um, uh, that we don't want to just say we are Christians, but uh, you know, be part of a religion, but are we, are we actually connected to Christ? Um, yeah. I love how you put that. Yeah. Yeah. And know. that's what we see. I mean, Jesus is laying out for the disciples, like what it means. And in our previous section, as I was just saying, you know, he says, if you love one another, this is how people will know that you're my disciples. So he's like telling us, <laughs> what seems like plain, plain and what seems like plain language to us today, how to be, what it means to follow him and be connected to him. 
Um, and yet so often we, we miss it. Yeah. And I mean, he just tells people, Peter, or tells Philip, sorry, not Peter. Um, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, the other disciples heard too. So, you know, I, I think the challenge for us is, are we really seeing Jesus and how do we see uh, Jesus clearly? Um, you know, it, it, they had, they were walking with him, as you said, and apparently they're not always seeing him. There might be seeing what they want him to be. You know, some of them were thinking he was going to be a earthly king. So they're kind of seeing him through a lens. And we've, we've got to challenge our own lenses that we put on top of the scripture, put on top of Jesus and say, you know, God, what, what am I trying to force you to be that you're not? And really scripture and prayer are the big things I think for letting God um, take these spiritual cataracts or lenses off of us and see him clearly. Um, Cause uh, we are always going to be tempted to, to remake God in our image. Mm, uh, yeah. And um, rather than God reshaping us to be more like him, this is the, the great spiritual battle. Right. So um, it's kind of encouraging to know that they've walked with him three years and, and uh had these struggles maybe gives us some hope like uh um he didn't i mean i'm not to be down on them but he didn't give up on them and he knew that like this this group of guys 11 at this point because judas has walked out um this is his plan a i mean he's going to give him the holy spirit which is super important but um as much as they struggle with things peter's going to deny and thomas has his doubting questions and philip is like not getting the Jesus is God along with the father. And yet this is still Jesus is 18. Um, and, uh, you know, so he, he works with imperfect people as we try to remind ourselves a lot and people who are learning and growing. So wherever you're at folks with your learning and growing process, uh, don't make it about comparison. Like, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm never going to get it because I'm not as smart as so-and-so or I didn't grow up in the church or I don't, I don't read very well. And, and so it's hard for me to encounter this. Wherever you are at, God can, can meet you and take you to where he wants to, you to be. And it's bit by bit, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, I think we play these games of comparison a lot. Like, well, I, I can't understand the Bible and theology. And, you know, uh, I don't understand it like my preacher does. God doesn't want to compare people in the church. He just wants to grow each and every person, you know? So we're supposed to help each other, not worry about, you know, measuring up to someone else. And we, we, we're in a variety of different places and variety of different backgrounds and experiences to help each one another grow. And, man, the good news is we, I might have a question like Philip, but not Thomas's type question, but together the spirit will, will help us grow. Um, so I kind of, I've been looking at these scriptures in a row and it's just, it's just interesting that we have Judas who, you know, totally betrays Jesus. And then Peter who boldly claims that he's not going to deny him. And, and yet Jesus says, you're going to deny me. And then Thomas, you know, asking this question and then, Philip asking a different type of question. And it, I don't know. It gives, gives us different examples of different disciples um, seeing the same Jesus and having different.
different questions. So um, we don't want to be Judas. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, we might end up being a Peter at times. The good news is we're going to see that Jesus still loves Peter and reinstates him. Um, we might have doubts like Thomas, but God can grow us and, and help us uh, learn from that. And, um, and we might have questions like Philip. We might misunderstand something. That's okay. Um, you know, God, God is gracious uh, and will, will teach us. So um, a lot of Christians, I think they have to pretend like they don't have the questions they have mm. uh, or, or the doubt is the, the great enemy. And um, it doesn't really fit the picture we have of God working on these disciples and, and where they're at and how he uses them. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, any other uh, stuff from this scripture? It's just a rich, like I said, we're not really even scratching the surface, are we, Tim? Um, yeah, this probably should have been a 14-week sermon series. Or 14 something. weeks. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, should one, be in. One for each verse, yeah. Okay, let's change it up. We're going to be in this for the rest of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> or at least until summer. <laughs> no, no, no. Now we got to get through John before the end of the decade. So yeah, um, we are going to be through John before the end of the year. People don't realize that it's, it's it, and that's not a joke. Uh, we will have a Lent break and things, uh, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to get through John. Yes. Question is, will John get through us? That's, that's a good question. Yeah. Good question. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, Anything else you want to mention or uh... just be people of good news, folks. There's a lot of temptations out there to be negative people, yeah. bitter people, uncaring, unchristlike people. There's temptations within ourselves and from outside. Um, I feel it, um, you know, so let's, let's seek to daily ask God, help, help me Lord to be a person of hope and good news and your truth and your love. Um, expose to me any areas of unchristlike attitudes I have and teach me to have more Christ-like love. Um, and, you know, we may not agree with everybody with all the different things going on. And even within our local church, we don't all agree on some things, but we can agree on Christ and God's love for us. And that Christ is calling us to be more like him and to offer hope and love uh, good news to the world and so folks um be all about that amen many sermon at the end excellent yeah there you go well <laughs> well i think we have to wrap things up so thank you for your time pastor Corey. uh good to be with you and walking through the gospel of john however many decades it does take us uh, every every minute spent in the gospel is worth it Every minute spent in God's word is, is worth it. So uh, thank you for, for leading us uh, through the scriptures the way that you do. Um, yeah. So cool. Well, thank you all for listening and watching, uh, enduring us. This has been uh, Tim and Pastor Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios here in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington. Uh, wishing you a blessed week. And we'll see you next time, hopefully with a joke or two. Take well, care. Be good. Yeah, I have jokes. I know I have a couple I've been saving up. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why, why did why did the cowboy get a wiener dog? I don't know why.
uh, because someone said, get along, little doggy. <laughs> <laughs> and, on the, and on that note, 